I'm Scott. And I'm Melissa. And we are the Sunshine Travelers. Our passion is travel and sharing our experiences with those who enjoy it as much as we do. Those who want to learn about travel, or even those who want to live vicariously through our travel stories. No matter where you fall along that journey, get ready to hear about our firsthand experiences as we visit some of the most amazing places on earth. In this episode, we are going to talk about brand loyalty, how it helps you in your travel journeys, and even thoughts on when you should use reward points in your travel versus paying for your hotel or flight directly. If you aren't an experienced traveler, you may be tempted to always shop based purely on price or location without giving a second thought about how you get there or where you stay. We'll share some of the stories and perhaps this will help you as you think about your upcoming trips. Don't worry, even if you aren't an avid traveler, we'll include some stories from our trips. So pack your bags and join us as we share our thoughts on brand loyalty and using rewards in your travel. So Melissa, we just got back from a couple of weeks in Europe. How are you feeling? It's always fun to travel and experience new places and new cultures, and you know how much I love it. But it's always nice to be back home with our sweet puppies that we miss while we're gone, and I know they miss us too. And we live at the beach, so there's that. (laughs) This was a work trip for me. I was able to go and meet many colleagues from Slovakia and Poland for the first time. But as usual, we arranged it in a way that we were able to enjoy a little bit of travel for fun at the same time. As we've stated before, work travel is a great avenue to experience new places and maybe tack on a few days for pleasure. And for me, it's an excellent opportunity to get out and experience everything that a location has to offer while Scott is busy at work. I would be remiss if I didn't point out the benefits associated with tagging along on somebody else's work trip. While we are fully responsible to cover all of my travel costs and expenses on these trips, the majority of Scott's expenses are associated with his business travel. This definitely makes it more affordable to travel this way. So in this last trip, we took the portions that I was doing for work as a business expense, but we paid for any personal expenses like our tours, travel to additional locations, and things like that. And like in this last trip, we usually personally pay for any meals we have together because we would have eaten anyway, and it makes it easier so that we don't have to figure out split checks or complicated expense reports. But let's get back to the brand loyalty. Yes, so we have found over the years that when you travel, You should really try to focus on one or two different brands for things like flights, hotels, rental cars, and things like that. And why is that? So there's actually several reasons why you should do this. These chains actually give you incentives when you are a repeat customer. They have established loyalty programs that give you increasingly better benefits the more you choose to do business with them. For example, let's start with the airlines. Most airlines have some form of frequent flyer program. The more you fly on that particular airline, the better the benefits can be. Benefits come in several different forms. Um, Usually they call them statuses, so it's free or reduced flights. You can get free checked bags, upgrades, travel lounges, and even partner benefits like free global entry. And the more you fly with a particular airline, the better the benefits tend to be. Well, I've flown with Delta my entire life. Both of us grew up in Atlanta, and my mother worked for Delta until her retirement. So there was a bit of brand loyalty built in from the start. But even today, I prefer Delta over some of the other airlines that I've flown. And it's mostly because I have been able to build up and maintain a higher status with Delta. 
Over the last 10 years, I've flown enough to have either platinum or diamond medallion status on Delta year after year. So let's talk a little bit about what that actually means. Delta has several levels of membership in their loyalty program, diamond being the highest. Well, not if you include the very exclusive Delta 360 level, uh, which is by invitation only. But diamond is followed by platinum, gold, and silver. It's important to note that you can collect miles and exchange them for travel without having to be a medallion member. You just have to be a part of their loyalty program. And we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But Melissa and I are currently both platinum members. It means that you need to collect at least 75,000 medallion qualification miles in a calendar year, plus spend $12,000 on flights. For most of you, if you aren't already platinum medallion member, this may be difficult to obtain, but don't give up. If you start following your travel passions, you may find yourself in one of these higher status categories too. And we should take a moment and say congratulations, Scott, for being a Delta Million Miler. Woohoo! I need to find that little sound effect on uh, the new mixing board here. Status really comes into play while you are on trips, for sure. The higher the status, the faster you collect rewards. You get bonus miles for every flight that you take. It also means that you get to board the plane sooner. And if you've ever boarded a plane towards the end, you'll know that experience of having to gate check a bag because there's no more room on the plane by the time that you board. Or you have to put your bags far away from your seat because the overhead storage is already full by the time you get to your seat. One of the biggest benefits is that when something happens and you need to contact someone. On our recent trip, we bought tickets on a different airline to make a short trip from London Heathrow over to Brussels. Unfortunately, we missed our flight due to uncontrollable circumstances and delayed flights. And when we tried to find someone at the airport that can help us, no one was available. So Scott picked up the phone and tried to call the customer service line. The phone rang and rang with no one answering. We have absolutely no status on the airline just because it's not something that we have here in the U.S. And there's no priority line that we could call. If it had been on a Delta flight, we could have gotten through to the dedicated platinum line right away and gotten through to someone who could have been able to assist us. And this is very important. In this case, we weren't using the brand loyalty guidelines because it isn't always possible to use a single brand or chain. It may not be available in the locations that you're looking for, or it may not make sense financially. Yes, and that's true. And we need to point out that you, having brand loyalty is not about just throwing financial travel smartness to the wind either. It's about making a conscious choice when it does make sense. Um, paying four times the price of a ticket just to be a loyal customer doesn't make sense. You definitely still need to do your homework. And this also holds true for things like hotels or rental cars. They need to be available in the places that you want to use them. And it should make financial sense. And I should point out too, in a trip we're going to take to Puerto Rico in a few weeks, we looked at um, several hotels. And for this trip, for some reason, I really had a difficult time making up my mind. And we looked at ones in this Marriott chain, but we were just kind of drawn to another one that was adults only and a few other benefits that we saw there and so we're excited to to try them out so in some cases it just doesn't make sense to use your brand so when you're looking at brand loyalty and maybe you're looking to establish a relationship or whatever with a particular brand how do you choose which brand so that's a great question. These programs are definitely not a one-size-fits-all. You have to choose one that's going to work for you in the way that you travel. As an example, you may not want to choose Delta if you don't get any Delta flights from where you live. 
or if the places you travel are not part of the Sky Team partnership that like Delta is a part of. So for us, Delta makes great sense. But we lift if we live somewhere else, we might choose American or United. Of course, there's also these partnerships between the airlines that give you both mileage and benefits. So for example, if you live in London, you might choose to do most of your flying with Virgin Airlines. And then Virgin and Delta are partners and they do what they call code sharing. And they often share a route between two cities. You might buy the flight through Delta, but Virgin is the one that actually operates the route and vice versa. Sometimes when we fly to London, it will be on a Virgin flight and the other times it'll be operated by Delta. Then flight travel benefits are almost identical. So if you're buying on another airline, there could also be a benefit to booking on another that is in the same network. Delta is a part of the Sky Team with Air France and Virgin and others, while American is in one world with British Airways, Alaskan, and some other airlines. Hotels are mostly the same way, but there are some key considerations when choosing a hotel brand. I would say first and foremost that it's comfort. If you enjoy luxury travel like staying at the JW Marriott or the Ritz-Carlton, you're going to want to choose a chain that includes those luxury brands. So those are part of the Marriott, which is Marriott Bomboy is the rewards program. If a room is just a room to you, then you might look to see which chain has the most locations around the world or in the places that you're going to want to visit. Then do some sample searches to see which one requires the most points for a rewards day. And this is something that's definitely changed over the years, especially as a lot of these chains have started merging together. We find that it requires more points for each stay than it did previously when we used to use the Starwood brand, and now they've been incorporated into the Marriott brand. And sometimes it seems that the number of rewards that you get for a stay isn't as much as it used to be. But don't let that discourage you because sometimes the benefits are worth the loyalty. And so because we've mentioned it so much, you can tell our primary hotel chain is Marriott. And it's important to note here that we are not sponsored by either Delta or Marriott, but if they'd like to become a partner or a sponsor of our show, we'd be happy to welcome them. One of the benefits that we enjoy when we stay at a Marriott is that we almost always get a room upgrade in a certain class of hotels and above, even if it's just to a better view when we check in. This is always based on availability, of course, but more often than not, we usually get the upgrade. Sometimes we even have been upgraded to a suite at check-in. And other benefits include breakfast vouchers, welcome gift, often in points, which we definitely like, resort credits, or late checkouts. And late checkouts are a huge benefit when you have a later flight or maybe you want to get in the last few hours at the pool before collecting your bags and maybe be able to have your room to grab a shower and get dressed before leaving. Breakfast vouchers can be worth around $60 a night if the hotel breakfast is like $30 per person and they give it to you for two people. And so that's a big deal. And again, the tier hotel, um, it has to be at a tier hotel that has that restaurant. I also think we would be remiss not to mention our Marriott Vacation Club, and that has definitely influenced our decision to prefer Marriott. This has given us titanium elite status with Marriott's Bonvoy program. Yeah, a few months ago, we stayed at the JW Marriott in Orlando using points and got an upgrade to a gorgeous suite that had two and a half bathrooms in it. I've never been in a hotel room that had more than one bathroom, much less two and a half. But I definitely recommend that JW Marriott for anyone looking for a luxurious stay while in Orlando. And I think we've covered the basics about rewards programs. How about the choice between paying for a trip or using reward points? 
Do you always use the points if you have them available? No, and sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Airlines and hotels change the point requirements based upon availability. The more availability or open rooms, the fewer points that are going to be required. But the price may not be a lot less. And as the plane or the hotel starts to fill up, the points go up. So sometimes it's better just to pay for a flight or a hotel and save your points for the next trip. This starts to make more sense the more you travel and the more that you kind of compare those rates. You'll get an idea of what a normal flight or room should cost and how many miles or points are required. As an example, let's say you're traveling to Pittsburgh for the weekend and when you pull up the flight, it's double what the domestic flight should be. This most likely means that the flight is nearing capacity, so you should immediately check to see how much it would cost to just purchase the ticket. Often the cost of the fare might be normal, but the use of the points is high. So in these cases, we'll just purchase our tickets and save the points for another trip. And this goes for hotels too. Now, obviously these rules apply when you want to maximize the use of your points. If you have more points or miles than you will ever use, by all means, go with the reward. Uh, For us, travel is our passion, so we don't let miles or points go to waste. So if there's anybody out there that's looking to get rid of their miles or points, contact us. We'll put them to good use for you. What are some travel tips uh, that you would give the listeners for either selecting a brand or using rewards in their travels? Yeah, so number one, choose brands that make sense for you and how and where you travel. And always check those first when booking. We don't always use them, as I mentioned, for our upcoming trip to Puerto Rico, but always check them first. Number two, I would get a credit card that gives you travel rewards. This way you are constantly collecting points or miles towards your next trip. Some are attached to a particular brand, for example, the Delta Sky Miles American Express. And other cards just give you points that can be exchanged for rewards on your favorite brands or airlines or hotels. Some of these cards offer additional points or benefits if you use them when booking as well. So do your research, determine which card is best for your spending habits If you travel internationally, make sure to get a card that has no international transaction fee. Number three, sometimes you can use your points to book the same flight through a partner airline site using a lot less reward points. So it benefits you to check. Number four, if you do use a new hotel or airline, go ahead and join their rewards program. Most of them are free to join anyway, and at least earn the points or miles. You never know. You might be able to use them or transfer them later to a partner airline. And then you can always say that you are a member of that rewards program when you're checking in, if there's some kind of benefit for being a member of that rewards. Number five. So I'm not an expert in all things rewards, just mainly the ones that we use. There are lots of sites out there that are dedicated to using rewards points and credit cards. And we're definitely going to link some of my favorites in the show notes, ones that I read their um, newsletters, the ones that I subscribe to in the show notes. And Scott, before we close, I wanted to give just a couple of examples. So a couple of years ago, you were traveling for business for your round trip international flight, and you'd picked a particular flight. And the return trip, though, the time that it was, the airport that it was leaving out of, was going to cost like 100,000 more sky miles. And so Immediately in my mind, just because I do this a lot, I noticed that, wow, that's a lot of sky miles for that. And so we checked like different times, different airports that we could fly out of. 
And it really was the, just the time. It was like a noon flight leaving Charles de Gaulle, which happened to be a, a very popular flight. So flights that will also be more, probably more expensive on cost are definitely going to use more points too. And you might not, if you're just looking at points, understand why, but just looking at like a few hours difference earlier, later, or a different airline. I actually think we ended up flying out of Amsterdam in that particular case. But just looking at some different options as well is a great way to maximize your use of miles. Yeah, I mean, that's where traveling for work is different than uh, traveling for, you know, personal reasons. Usually when I'm booking a work trip, I'm looking at a schedule. And so I'm trying to get to a certain place by a certain time. And, you know, the the cost is what the cost is. I, I do try to always choose the best um, possible rate for the company. But sometimes it's really just about I need to be somewhere at a certain time. And um, in that particular case, I had based that off of a potential schedule. But then we went back and looked and we could uh, go through a different route and and get a better rate for both of us. And that it just also shows you that, again, we said this before, but it just shows you that dollar amounts and points do not always align either. We'll put some links in the show notes for the reward programs and other sites that can help you determine which rewards program is best for you. As always, our goal is to share our experience and hopefully encourage someone to achieve their own travel goals. If you have a favorite reward program that you want to share with us and the other listeners, drop a note or leave a comment. We're always looking for information that can help us maximize our travel and therefore share more content to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will find some inspiration to help you with your travel journeys. Make sure to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to be notified of new episodes as they're released. Most importantly, share it with your friends to help them catch the travel bug. You never know, they may become your greatest travel companion. <laughs>